Everybody, this is Fish, and this is the Ear Spoon. Welcome to it. Here we are. We're recording a day later than we normally do. I know. I know. Because so, of the holiday. Because <laughs> of the Monday holiday. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. But now our Monday is a Tuesday. But nonetheless, it doesn't take away from the fact that we are a fine, fine sponsor, Mocha Joe's Coffee, uh, caffeinates this podcast, and we appreciate them for it. I do. They do. And uh, you know what? I what? Have to, I have to tell you a secret. Okay. I'm glad no one else is listening. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking about going half-calf. I know. Decaf Mocha Joes with calf Mocha Joes. All right. If you're listening at home, we need an intervention. I Please know. somebody I'm, message I'm, us below. 35 years of drinking black coffee in the morning and, and fine, fine Mocha Joes French roast. And I'm thinking about pulling back on, on the caffeine a little bit. Wow. Just, it's just something I'm fishing around with. Okay. No yeah. pun intended. No, sorry about that. All right. That. <laughs> so there you go. Well, yeah. uh, they make a fine decaf, too. That's why I bring it up, because yeah. I know I can't tell the damn difference, to be no, honest with you. No, I, yeah. You know, I never could tell the difference. What? I never could have caffeine or I just, I mean, I'm a flavor guy. Yeah. I, but I, I'm the, also the kind of guy who can drink a big hot cup of Mocha Joes and go to bed. Yeah. Not everybody's wired yeah. that way. I appreciate that. Uh, it does help me wake up in the morning, and it has mm-hmm. uh, forever and a day. Since like day one that Mocha Joes has been there, I've been drinking Mocha Joes coffee. I've been a big, big fan. Okay. So when they came on and started sponsoring the podcast, yeah. we love them for it. Yeah, we do. And they're a, they're a company with a conscience, and that we love even more. The Brattleboro Institution. Speaking of a conscience, huh? let's talk about those who are unconscious. Conscience? <laughs> like, conscious. Seemingly half the population. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. What, what was that? What was my favorite three words of the week? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Send her back. Oh, my God. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I consider myself somebody with, uh, you know, who's fairly articulate and can talk about a lot of things. And I find myself speechless from ha- half the time. And and not just speechless at, over what this so-called president is willing to say. But that his his base, we'll call them base because they're so base. Right. They don't understand why that's troublesome to people. Well, you know, it, it is it, it's an interesting point that you bring up. And I agree when you have an entire crowd who are talking about American citizens, whether born here mm-hmm. or, uh, or 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 naturalized. Is that am I, is that the right term? Naturalized? Yeah, if you if you if you take the oath of citizenship, right? You're naturalized, yeah. right? So, um, and they are American citizens, and you're chanting, "Send them back." They're I mean, also duly elected representatives in the U.S. Congress, elected by yeah. their constituents. So, I mean, how <laughs> does that pay out? How does that play out in the end? And I think we we threw the fascism word around before we uh, started the podcast, and mm. I think that that. That's, that's fine, and we, and we can touch back on that later. But the utter frightening visual of him just, you know, cocking his head back in the way wow. that he does and pursing his lips the way that he does, only to kind of not walk it back. No. I mean, uh, you know, um, uh, AOC, well, she she did, she was on a talk show and something like that, and somebody yelled out, mm. and uh, she yelled at the person who yelled out, even though that, that person clearly was on uh, her side, mm-hmm. just said, no, we don't behave like that. And yeah. she said, and that's the difference between me and Donald Trump. Well, it's pretty true. But again, the, what he's doing is throwing raw meat. So what he's also done here, and there's no accident, like this, 
Let's also acknowledge the presence of Jeffrey Epstein in the middle of all of this. Who is that? So, yeah, you know, yeah. it's the thing that, that, in some ways, I believe Trump doesn't want to have us pay attention to. But he knows what he's doing on some level, and he knows the the, and he's a, he's an ignorant man in many ways. But he knows how to play his people. So he just threw some racism that he would perceive as not racist enough to really be flagrant, but racist enough to get his base going. Who are racists? Yeah. Can we just say if you're still supporting the racist president, you are by association also racist? Yeah. And, and there was a thing that we were saying, I don't know, probably about a year ago um, that, uh, you know, you may say you're not racist, but um, or that you have a problem with racism, but you don't if you support this guy. Right. No, you're just a flat out racist now. Now, I will say that this guy can say whatever he wants to week in and week out, but it's like an engine. An mm-hmm. engine is just a, a couple of hundred pounds of, of, of aluminum and steel. Mm. All right. And it's nothing without fuel. Fair enough. All right. So the fuel are the Lindsey Grahams who has lost his ever-loving fucking mind. Go back and watch some of these interviews he did about Donald Trump calling him a racist, oh. a xenophobe, and all the things that he is, and now he's the fundamental opposite And, and now he's just literally just walking around like tongue-cleaning his ass. I'm sorry oh to put my. that out there. Oh, jeez. I know. <laughs> so oh, jeez. I, I just, I just, I'm like, oh, my God, who is this guy? And then, of course, you know, Mitch McConnell, who mm-hmm. is just honest, a guy just morphed into morphed into his own supervillain. He's Voldemort. Uh, he's, <laughs> all right. That's good. I'll go with that. <laughs> we could, Dressed as a turtle. I was going to say, I was going to say, we got to come up with a cooler turtle name than that. Uh, you know, and, and who just talks out of both sides of his face and both sides of his face are more evil than the other side of his face. And I just, I don't get it. So, I mean, you do one, though, but we've talked about this before. Forgive my interjecting here, yeah. but they don't care. Yeah. They don't care if it's if it's mutually exclusive, if it's a fundamentally hypocritical, if it's a total opposite. They can hold both positions, and his people don't care. The things that they said about Obama, mm-hmm. that you know, that that Trump gets a pass and vice versa. It is astonishing to me that they don't even need things to be true. And this is what we're up against, people. If you're a progressive or even a centrist. A, f- a huge chunk of our population cannot discern reality. Right. We are in the land of psychopathy. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I mean, we look at it. So I've got this thing that I am trying to get up and running. All right. Whoever it is, 2020. <laughs> yeah. Who, whoever it is. Oh, and I, and I mean that wholeheartedly. Well, of course. Whoever it is. Well, of course, we but, can't we can't debate the finer ends of of the uh, of, of 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 the political spectrum here. Who's going to be better for the country, Bernie or Biden, uh, uh, Kamala or, or or Elizabeth? I mean, it does. I don't care. Whoever yeah, it is. I mean, I usually base my decision making on on policy and you know a number of other variables. During normal but, times, right, I'm right there with so you. So I'm at the point now. If my, it's electability is the first concern for me. Right. So I don't think Joe Biden is is electable. To be honest with you. I well, think he's got the Hillary thing all over him. And we don't need to parse each of the players, but just saying, like, yes, as things get closer to that point, I most certainly am going to throw myself into whoever is most likely to win. Because I mean it. If that man wins in 2020, it is the end of this country as we know it. So whoever it is in 2020, it doesn't. I, I'm not even like I'm not even watching the debates anymore. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. I don't care. 
I, I mean, of course, I care. Yeah. I don't. I don't mean to take care, this cavalier uh, approach to it. It doesn't matter. Whoever it filters down, if Debbie Wasserman Schultz once uh. again picks up uh, and the ball, and they say, "Okay, pick the candidate," and she picks the wrong one again, I'm voting for him. Yeah, I can't. you know, I mean, I did yeah. that in the last election. I was, I was, I was a big Bernie supporter, yeah. but I understood the likes of Donald Trump in the White House would create these conversations week in and right. week out. Right. All right. Uh, so I voted for Hillary Clinton. Right. Uh, as as some some sort of centrist slice of pie, which she is not. Oh, I've never voted for a presidential candidate I really liked. Yeah, <laughs> I can't think of one, and it's, I've been voting since 1980. It, but as a political spectrum, the the whole two party politics. I know you're with me on this. Yeah. Has been broken for a long, long time. Oh, surely. This is not. You know, this is not. I, I, don't be fooled. The 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 left wing and the right wing belong to the same bird. Okay. Yeah, I like that analogy and all, but Jesus, when one of the right wings is a freaking fascist punching yeah. the plane in the face, I get it. Um, it's not going to fly, you know. To continue with the bird analogy, were, you know? <laughs> all right. But it's it's kind of true. And no, we, no, we've no. Got one that, we've got a, a wing that is dysfunctional. Yeah. It's being described by Noam Chomsky and others. And this other this guy formerly of the CIA said the biggest threat to this country, the biggest threat to national security, is the Republican Party. Yeah, it really is. Anything with an R in front of its name. I'm sorry that if you can't walk back a flipping word that this moron says at any given point in time, right. you know, when he gets on and he's calling them the squad, somebody referred to them as the jihad squad. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, oh, actually, not just somebody, an elected official. I can't remember. Someone in Ohio, I believe, yeah. had posters. Up. Yeah. The jihad. I mean, come on. What are, are we just like, are we just sophomore but football players here? I know. But let's also acknowledge there's still a discussion being had. And I'll admit to having participated in the discussion in a no. number of news forums uh-huh. <laughs> where people are saying, what's racist about that? Yeah. And you have to explain it to them. But you can't. You, you can't because they can't conceive of it. And that's why I'm saying we're not up against political disagreement. We're up against people's inability to discern what's actual in the world, right. consensual reality, to say, hey, these four women of color talked to that way. People, three of out of the four of which were born here, right? Uh, to be that, and one of them, pardon me, hmm? pardon me, is the epitome of the American of dream. Everything that you, right, right. That, that's exactly what it is. Like you know, the the Statue of Liberty was made for her. For her, <laughs> you know? she's like, you can come here <laughs> and you can succeed. We don't put up those walls. We don't right. put up those barriers. That is the one thing that the United States has always meant to me. That anybody can come here and through hard work, through labor, through yeah. smarts, whatever yeah. it is, and, and 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 elevate, pick themselves up, and do right, and do what they can, and contribute. Can't be the president, right. but I got to tell you i mean even if that's in play if we can elect this asshole i i'm i'm, I'm saying let's open up the floodgates <laughs> let's, let's but that's the other the thing that, that arnold schwarzenegger for president boy the thing that strikes me in all of this is again these these nazi-like rallies that he does which is just for ego strokes and to churn up yeah. his people oh that's all and it throwing is. them raw meat and like the notion of a stadium full of people chanting something like that mm-hmm. in a country like this, at least, you know, I think a lot of the American mythology is bullshit, but uh, at least on the ideals that we esteem to, right. it yeah, isn't yeah, yeah. real, is to say, that's not how we do this. No. This is not how we treat not at all. citizens, elected officials. It's not, I mean, God knows, anytime I go on these damn news sites, if you just, if somebody, if they put up an article that said Bernie Sanders uh, had a sandwich. You can't believe what people will say. Or Bernie Sanders saves baby from burning building. 
and they will just right. excoriate the man. <laughs> I know? wish I, I meant to cut this out uh, for you and bring this to you, but I, I completely lost track of it. It was a political cartoon mm. of an American Indian uh, opening up the gate uh, to w- what is a cage and uh, saying, and it was like, and he was kind of pointing in. He's like, okay, you guys wait in here until I can talk with the chief. Oh, nice. You know, <laughs> talking nice. to pilgrims, you know. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, I mean, there's just there's this whole misconception about how our American history has fallen into place. And that has completely I don't know how we go from I know how we go from George W. Bush to Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. made a bunch of sense. Yeah. I don't know how we go to Barack Obama back to something that makes George W. Bush Look like right. Oh, know. good lord! Yeah, and if we're if people are pining for George W. Bush and, and Dick Cheney, war criminals. Yeah, uh, because this is worse than that. We're in trouble. Yeah, and let's face it. I think it's been said by many and more eloquently than I can. But this pre- existence of a, a President Trump. Oh, I don't think I've ever put those two words together. Oh, I'm the not existence even sure of I've him as president. I know is a direct revelation of how deep seated racism exists in this country. Yeah, because they couldn't stand and you can still see to this day they couldn't stand a black man in the white house uppity black man in the white house and they still think he was a the worst president in history b a dangerous man you know and c was uh, hated conservatives and and did everything he could to, to mess it's like it's such projection about what is now right you know but that this man, look, I got my own issues with Obama, and I could list them for you. And and I, there, I, but he'll wind up a good to great president when it comes to the historical right. rankings. Yep. But the notion that people hate him with such vehemence is shocking. And and I'm sure that their side is saying, how can you hate Donald Trump? I mean, oh my God! My, <laughs> you know, there's just like, come on. I mean, you know, let me count the ways. I mean, they've written songs about how easy it is to hate people like this. Yeah. And, but um, that's the, let me just throw this in too. It's like, what? How can you listen to this man? utter words and not go, oh, man, he's an idiot. Oh, he's so like, stupid. How do you not know that? And how right. do people look at him and say, he's a great man and a great president? And they'll also say, he's doing great things. And they say, like what? Like, um, uh, tax cuts. Well, we, the, the data show that, that all those tax cuts went yeah, to the wealthy. Yeah, but you see, like, that's where you lose the, them right there, the data shows. Fake news. I know. No, they, they, facts they, don't matter. This yeah, is where we're at. Facts don't matter. It's exactly where we are. Fake facts news, just, that's it. just don't matter anymore. And, you know, the here's what matters. This feeding the base their red meat. But this is what I said. Like, I don't want to live in a country with literally millions of people that stupid and right. that hateful. Right. No, I, I get it. But we do. And we always have. For now. We have. The nice thing was is that we've kind of kept them, pardon the, pardon the analogy, behind the wall. All right. Ooh, you know, so we, we have. As a nation, we have not recognized these people, and these people have not felt embrazened and emboldened enough to step out from behind that wall and out of the shadows to basically spew things like, you know, send her back. And this echoes and parallels the fomenting of fascism and Nazism in Germany in an uncanny way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing the same was true. People couldn't so much come out and say, oh, the damn Jews are the problem. And then once they had a leader that was intimating that, yeah. suddenly it's like windows are getting smashed. Suddenly people are having to wear stars. Suddenly it's that. And like as this is often said, it didn't start with death camps. No. It started with this kind of stuff. Right. You know, so now the 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 target is either brown or brown skinned people, black people or 
libtards yeah. and liberals. Because liberalism is a mental illness is a phrase you'll hear from the conservatives often. You know, or say you people are they just project their stuff. You don't believe in facts. You don't believe, you know, in 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 proof of anything. And like I'm telling you, as a guy who engages these people far too often, my the amount of time I bump into somebody who's conservative, who's rational and reasonable Mm -hmm. is almost never is almost never. And I'm seeking it. And I like it. Truth told. I like a good debate, and I enjoy meeting people who think differently than me and, and can have a sound, fact-based, evidence-based discussion, and it almost never occurs. Right. What does that say? It's it's frightening. It is truly, truly frightening. I remember back in the day where we could have philosophical differences with somebody on the right and, and walk away from it. I had the, I had the opportunity to talk to somebody who, who admittedly uh, was admitted to being a Donald Trump supporter. Now, this is a man that I like. Mm-hmm. Is a man. He's a nice. He's a kind man. I don't didn't want to get into it. Yes, good. Uh, I'm I'm trying to remember the fact that I like this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and why would you do that? Right. And and you know and I. So I don't want to get into the conversation with it. I can't even I'm, – I'm still I, – I, I grapple with it. It's maybe some point I will have to finally just say, you need to answer this question for me. <laughs> yeah. I can't – I don't get it. You don't seem to fit the mold. Right. Um, and, all that. and my wife was online the other day, and uh, somebody had posted something just to go to everybody, like, Trump 2020. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody was like, blah. You know, they just sort of jumped at it. And, uh, and she was basically, no, I'm serious. He's the best president ever. Trump 2020. I see it I'm all the time. I'm voting for him again, and and somebody basically said, "Well, that's that's all right, you know. That's as long as you're okay with that man uh, making decisions about your crotch. Good luck to you." Yeah, right. Well, that's that's exactly right. If you can rationalize, if your stuff is safe, you're a protected white person. Let's yeah. say, um, if your stuff and your people are okay, it's fine. You can if you ask supporters. How do you rationalize a decades-long history of racism, including running an ad in the paper calling for the execution of five innocent young black men? Like, how do you rationalize? And that's just one story. Right. Since 1973, I have a number of links saved of him and all the racist things, and his father and his father, who were KKK members. Like, how do you rationalize support for this man? Well, he's not a perfect man, but he is a capital R racist, and if you support him, so are you. Right, and that's what it boils down to. If you can sit there and somehow look up from your TV to see that smug asshole uh, mm-hmm. with a with a with a stadium full of people chanting "Send her back." Right. I know. I mean, it's just like a Nazi rally. Shit. You know, this is how it starts. And we as a nation need to wake up and wake up to it quickly. Because as you said, I think the whole Nazi party started when in the early 30s? Uh, 33-ish. 33-ish. And and when did it really, I mean, so it, over the course of four four to five years, kind of elevated to where. Well, there was, I mean, there was stuff in play, but, you know, Hitler's rise and his appointment as chancellor, et cetera, early 30s into, you know, and then God knows World War II. Right. And exactly. And, and, but at some point in time it started and it's, and, and you said it earlier in this podcast and it started and it looked probably a lot like what we're doing right now. Yeah. Exactly right. And let's also remember when that, what, what's the word? Manchurian cantaloupe. I love that one. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. Somebody said, it's not mine. I stole it, though. It's great. Oh. <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, you know what hurts me the most, right? No, that you didn't think of it? Exactly. 
Because let's face it, I'm pretty good at nicknaming <laughs> this president. That, yes. But when he makes these statements and directs them and has continued to direct them at these four women, women of color, he puts them at risk because they just arrested and fired. Not, I don't know if they arrested, but they fired two cops for mm-hmm. suggesting that uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez needed a round. Yeah. You know, this is how it happens. Nope. And, you know, you know, I don't know if you remember the story from not that long ago, this guy who shot and killed a mobster. I think it was on Long Island. I can't remember exactly where. No. Yeah, yeah. This guy just like randomly shot this guy, and so nobody could figure out why. Like, was it a, was it a hit? And there was like, no, there's like no relation to them. He, I read yesterday, he thought he was a member of the deep state. The guy sh- that shot up the pizza joint because Pizza Gate. Oh yeah. This is how people are. Yeah. We're talking psychiatric concerns here, mm-hmm. and so that. That foments a, a kind of violence that gives a hat tip to a kind of violence that says, yes, these are evil people. You, you know, and how many times have we heard Trump say, like, you know, what did he say during the election? Uh, you know, the Second Amendment solution or something like that. Right. So, and this is how it goes. I know. So I don't if this continues like this, I'm out. I have I have to admit something. Tell me. I haven't heard a word you said since you said Manchurian cantaloupe. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I thought of that. But I swiped it. <laughs> I'm taking credit for it now, man. Do I'm, it. I'm just, that's the way I'm going to be. Hey, trademark uh, it. It's all yours, buddy. It's it. Manchurian cantaloupe. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, listen, you know, I mean, I, I know we, we can kind of laugh and stuff, uh, and but you this is to. super serious. And, and you know, uh, whoever it is in 2020. Yeah, I got to agree. And I'll hold my nose and vote for Biden and a few others, yep. you know, like, but I will get behind. And honestly, though, my, let's throw this in at the end. When the Watergate hearings began, the approval rating for Richard Nixon's impeachment were at 20 percent. Right. A few short months later, it was at 56 percent after daily uh, testimony mm-hmm. and on television. He resigned in August. Right. So when you get this stuff out and you impeach this motherfucker— and you get this out to the people in sound bites and in video clips, people will understand, not everybody, not the base, God nope, knows, because nope. they're that. They're not, you know? Nobody, we're not turning them around at right. all. But the country will go, wait, what? He what? They what? And we say this all on the eve of it being <laughs> Mutatad. <laughs> right. right, let's see how that goes. Yeah, so we will see. Uh, we'll have more to report on that next week, or at least yeah. have commentary on it. Let's assume. Uh, we want to thank Mocha Joe's for sponsoring the podcast. Awesome yeah. coffee, awesome company, com- company yeah. that uh, cares. They're nice people. At mochajoes.com. And I've been Fish. And I've been Steve. And this has been The Ear Spoon. More at theearspoon.com